that looks like you had a little ankle twist during the game, but you stuck it out and pushed through it. How did you manage to get through this one? Don't just be a warrior. I mean, I love this game so much. I, I, you know, for me not to play, I would have to be dead or either have a, a leg missing, and I'll still try to suit up. Welcome to episode 56 of Wolves Cast, the show that's better when Jimmy Butler plays. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. And I'm Just Scott. Just Scott. Just Scott. Just little name change. Just, it's now Just Scott. Just barely. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back. Yeah. Sorry to miss last week. Neil was on the road, traveling this great country, seeing some games in Portland. That's watching right. Boogie smashing the Blazers. Oh, yeah. Attended NBA games elsewhere. Not in Minnesota, but elsewhere. Elsewhere games happened. But, yeah, we're back in the studio right now. First uh, first real, quote-unquote, real episode. Episode 56 as a number. Of the season, yes. 5-6. It might be, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Maybe <laughs> the first time we're doing a show coming off a three-game winning streak Oh, since I, we started. I think that is, yes, I think that's true. This is the first time uh, that we're doing this show on a big winning streak like Putting that. Putting the W back in Wolves, everybody. I don't even think there was a two-game winning streak last year. Can't even remember one. Can't even remember that. But yeah, you're listening to Wolves Cast. Thanks for being here with us today on the show. We're talking about the first couple weeks of the season, as, uh, as we need to do since it's been a while. Got some brand new segments, wonderful sponsor, um, you know, weekly Wolfies, games, all the stuff, all the stuff you've, you've come to expect from us. We're, we're doing that too. Shout that. out to the old listeners coming back because uh-huh, you've been subscribed. Uh-huh. Shout out to the new listeners reading Canis Hoopus. Yeah. Maybe brand new Canis Hoopus visitors because you're like, man, this Timberwolves team is fresh yeah. as, as, as of this recording, third in the Western Conference. Right Who now. are these guys? I'm going to start reading SB Nation exactly. about them. And, and then, yeah. You just found us, so congratulations for finding us. You're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. We're a Timberwolves podcast, but a little bit different. Yeah, this is our third year of Timberwolves basketball, doing this uh, doing this great show here, uh, and this is our first year teaming up with Canis, so welcome if it uh, is one of your first episodes. We're going to have a fun year together. Um, also, yeah, so just wanted to make sure you're reading Canis Hoop is doing all that. Also want to make sure we plug our merchandise. If you didn't know, merch. we have stuff to sell you. We have things uh, right now. Those things are pins. They're enamel pins. Uh, we made two last season. One is uh, Tom Thibodeau as a younger man uh, in the 1980s. In 1988 or 89, I think, is when the picture was taken of him with a mullet in the beautiful Back when track, he was business in the jacket. front, party in the back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have that pin. That now he's just get. business all over his head. <laughs> He's business all the time. Business has taken over his body. It's taken over everything about him. And we also have another pin um, commemorating KG. Um, and uh, it was actually the season before he won MVP. There was a promo T-shirt featuring the Minnesota license plate, state license plate, uh, with KG for MVP on it, if you remember that one. We have a pin of that. That's so, right. Yeah. We go way back in our fandom. It might, it's weird now. Because there's a whole generation of Timberwolves fans who are not here for that era. They don't even know know about the t-shirt promotional campaign, KG for MVP. Yeah, so you can check those out at wolvescast.com. The store is right there on our website, and uh, links to all that will be in the show notes of uh, this episode. Scott, the NBA is back. NBA is back. We back. We back. Not only are we back, not only are the Wolves back, but NBA basketball in general is back. And now the World Series is done. I can devote Ooh. all my time and attention. Well, That's right. the issue is 
I don't have cable this year. Mm. I'm currently unemployed. So I have all this time to watch basketball and only really bad streaming options to do it. <laughs> you have all the time and none of the money to I spend I can't tell it. you how many times I've been watching a bad stream where it's like pixelated figures running around and you're like, you know what? I would shout out the refs because I don't think he stepped out, but I really can't I tell anymore. I have no clear vision at all. <laughs> Yeah, so we're just excited that the league is happening again. Start a little early this season. How do you feel about the early start time, October 15th instead of uh, October 31st? Let's get it. Let's you go. Know? Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm also about like the, the rest. You know, I hate mm. schedule losses. I hate watching teams play really bad on the end of a back-to-back or the yeah. end of four games and you know five nights kind of thing, and you're just watching the lesser product. So I'm glad there's going to be more rest. And you know, also, I was ready for the season to start. <laughs> That's right. Let's get it going. That's right, and get it going, we will. Let's talk about uh, the first uh, few weeks of the season. This is the Full Court Press. Here's the tip. Our uh, first topic tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Winning close games, something that we're not familiar Ooh. with. It seemed like just a season ago we had like this crazy record of like you know 10 and 30 in games decided by like two points or less or something. Yeah. It's so, crazy. So the team is now 4-0 in, um, in these close games. You know, they won, um, you know, they won again in, uh, in New Orleans the other night, but that wasn't technically a clutch game. Because we won by six points instead of three. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, the team, you know, they were... You know, they were, let's see, the, uh, Wolves Radio had the stat on Twitter that they were 7-10 in in games decided by three points or less last season, and were already Ooh. 4-0 in that stat. So, yeah, very strange, very different. On one hand, happen. a lot of people say, but not just about basketball, baseball too, they look at run differential, and, mm. and that's kind of what they look at point differential in NBA, because they say if you're winning a bunch of close games, you're just lucky. It's not indicative of your true talent, and if you're losing... A bunch of close games then you're been unlucky you're chokers but after watching the timberwolves consistently underperform on that quote-unquote lucky stat over the years i don't think it's totally luck i think it's how you close out games to a certain extent yeah especially with all the personnel changes that have happened here it's sort of this is what we thought would happen you know the vets will help us close out games and sure enough so far it's, it's borne out in the stats and there's a lucky aspect to it of course with mm. andrew wiggins dra- draining a half court <laughs> uh, game winner yeah, in okc helps. yeah maybe you know there's been a couple games where they've had the final possession have missed the final shot and we won yep. because of that yep so i don't know if that's good defense as much as got lucky on that jumper kind of deal it's a little luck but, but it's not all luck we'll take it though it's better than losing those close games yeah and it's been incredible to see them win these games i mean just especially on the road you know in miami um the other night and you know in oklahoma city like you said i mean three of our best wins you know are, are on the road so pretty impressive to see and especially you know we had that that stretch where jimmy was out and those games went very very badly so you know a lot of it is him a lot of it is the difference of having him on the team so it's wonderful i would i'd rather lose by three than by 20 (laughs) yeah 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 but this you know this is just so refreshing after last season i mean so many close games so many blown leads it seemed like a lot of these close games though aren't like they're up by six and then we close it in the last minute it's like we're up by nine and then we turn it over twice in the last minute hang on it becomes a close game because of us just barely hang on yeah how these games have been ending although the wolves have you know, been able to to come out on top have been sort of a little concerning, like a little bit. We were we were watching a New Orleans game together the other night, and you know, you were talking about how the Wolves, you know, just haven't had that game yet where they, you know, have a ten point lead to start the fourth quarter, and then they just push it to eighteen just in the first it. couple minutes, yeah, and just, just the game's over. It hasn't happened yet, but that's the kind of thing that I think will come next. But it's just good to know that the team has the personnel, has the experience to at least keep it close at the end, and and as we've seen, win some of these games too. Because that's a couple of these are going to come. Back the other way to be even if we got us. lucky and won these games and it's we really just like screwed up a 
bunch, but we ended up getting lucky and winning them. Those are wins in the column, you know? That's right. There's no there's no moral victories or anything like that in this season. It's all about getting the W's. This team will gel. There will be less sloppiness at the end of the games. And at the end of the day, we got those W's, which is a lot better than getting the L. Yeah. It just counts as a W. It doesn't, doesn't count uh, any less if you win on a half-court shot. All right. Um, let's roll on to our next topic, yes. Neil. Yes. He's hitting up. Wolves' defense is still pretty bad, pretty terrible, pretty rough. I think uh, to watch. 28th um, in defensive efficiency in the league uh, as of this recording. So Everybody's yeah. scoring on us. Everybody's scoring. Uh, you know, there's there's lots of lots of culprits, I think, on the court who need to turn this around. Um, We've been just being saved by yeah. our ability to generate turnovers because we're not blocking shots. We're not stopping them from making points. Yeah. The one thing we're doing is causing lots of turnovers, not fouling guys too much. Yeah. But basically, if you're they're in the paint, they're they're making that shot. There's nothing there to stop them in the paint. Yeah, not a lot of rim defense. You know, Gorgie Jang, um, you know, probably our best uh, big defender. I guess Taj is, is right up there with him now too. But, you know, he's coming off the bench. His minutes are lessened this year. Well, Carl- Towns has been overhelping. He's trying way too hard, as normal. Towns trying to be super. Superman, do it yeah, all. Yeah, trying to do There's it all. There's a lot all. of times where, you know, a lot of times we used to complain that Towns didn't help, and he would just watch the other guy score while he sticks back on his man trying to get that rebound Kevin Love style. It's a new kind of bad this but year. But now this is bad because he's <laughs> helping when he's not supposed to. He helps, and then there's two guys, you know, the guy who's supposed to help and Cat, and then Cat's guy is wide open. There's the Miami Heat oh. center, Bam. Bam Adebayo. And how many easy dunks did he get? Because Cat <laughs> rolled, helped when he wasn't supposed to help, and then Bam was wide open for that dunk. You yeah. Know? True. So, I mean, Cat will get better at that. But maybe I, this is a question, though. I mean, how long is it going to be? Because I, I'm with you. I believe, you know, it's his third year. Over the course of his career, he can become a, an average to above average defender. Probably never great, but average to above average. But it might be longer than we think. You know, I think it, by now we thought he might be figuring it out, you know, as far as where he needs to be and stuff. Obviously, he has the body for it and the, and the drive to do it. But. When do you think, or do you think, that this is going to come around eventually? Some of it will get better, and some of it will take some time. The part that will get better is what we saw in Miami when mm. he was overhelping, yep. leaving his man open. That's just a few film sessions, and he'll learn his lesson. He's never had a team where everyone helps properly before. <laughs> the last right. few years, you know, it, there was no help defense, so him not sliding over was a problem. This year, especially when Butler, Taj, and Jamal are on the floor, they're pointing to players where to be, getting them in the right true, position. True. There's a lot more vocal help on defense. So this year, there is the help there, so now Cat is overhelping, and that's kind of new to him i'm sure he'll get used to it as the defense gets tuned up and we get more used to each other's presence that'll get better but what we saw in new orleans that was bully ball on cat oh yeah that's, that was he gets two, a pass two, on two, that two one. of the best centers in the nba said hey did you hear all the gm saying cat's <laughs> the best center hey because, remember our old buddy from kentucky oh well, let's let's stop that hype i think they both like teamed up on him scotty pippen and michael <laughs> jordan on the dream team like not letting Ku coach bring the ball up the floor that kind of business. They were had it out for Cat. But the yeah. thing that Cat can't handle is that muscle. He's just not strong enough yet. They go one-on-one with a guy like Boogie yeah. or even AD. So, I mean, the muscle mass will come with time. He's still just a 21-year-old. The same with Wiggins. There's just, you know, you got to wait for him to bulk up. That'll happen over, you know, the course of years. Um, some other areas of pad, bad defense here on the team. Uh, I think the number one worst part of our defense is the transition defense. I mean, that is that's something you saw, especially in the Indiana and, and, and Detroit games. Well, those which were, were the Effort games. Two, well, two worst games. Nobody had for sure, and you didn't have Butler. Then. But one of them, it still has been carried over across most of the games. Is just the, the inability to get back and, and and match up with guys as they streak down the court. So many passes over the top 
off-made baskets, guys scoring layups and stuff. And it really is the most maddening part of our defense right now is is stopping guys in transition. And it's just that I would like to see get cleaned up sooner than later too. I well, think it's, it's some, just, just so important. Something Jim Pete pointed out is how often Towns is rushing after ill-advised <laughs> offensive rebounds where he's like trying to corral an offensive yeah. rebound that went in the corner, but he, he like one of the Heat's guard will grab it and then chuck it all the way and down. Four court or five. And, ta- yeah. and Cat's not down there. So we have to find the right balance between being aggressive on the offensive rebounding because I think rebounding will be a strength of this team this yes, season yes but also not chasing dumb ones knowing when you have to get back instead because you're probably not going to get that wiggins has had a few instances like that cats had a bunch of instances like that this year where they're trying to get that offensive rebound instead of running back and then nobody's back yeah i gotta be smart about when you crash for sure and most instances i would just like to see him get back they need to get better on the defensive boards they're pretty good on offensive boards right now so you know that is definitely an area i'd like to see Tightened up a little bit. Anything else defensively? Well, that the you'd big like to switching see? ties into Jeff Teague turnstile. Uh, yeah, I mean, he dies on picks too. Pick he's and roll not defense great for about Jeff keeping his man in front of him, Ugh. and so our team is going to have to get really good at switching on those pick and rolls and having when the big switches on to Teague's man, who switches on to that big's man. The second big has to come over, and that's a couple t- decisions that have to be made. And we've seen it a few times, but with the more reps we get, I think that'll be getting better and better through the season, and it'll make it seem like there isn't so many gaps where it's like Taj's man is just scoring where's Taj <laughs> playing defense like well Taj is actually on the pick and roll man because Teague couldn't stand in front of yeah. him you know so I think we'll feel better about Teague's defense once our the rest of the team defense gets better so that we're not seeing so many glaring things of point guards blowing by I'm like Dragic ate him up they will they will ate him up. they will they will and once they put Jimmy on Dragic nothing nothing for <laughs> that second half for he's him. guarding all the point guards he's guarding Westbrook uh, you know, yeah, like you said, he had Dragic. You know, I think he was on uh, holiday a little bit there night. He's that's what he's need the him guy. Right now. He's the guy. All right, moving on. He's on fire. Okay, uh, next one here. Next headline here: lineup rotations. Let's talk a little bit about what we've seen in the first couple weeks as far as Tibbs lineups. What what we've seen and what we what we would like to see. The number. The first thing I, I'd like to talk about is Towns kind of being the guy to come out first. You know, he's the first starter typically to come out of the game, usually around, I think, the six-minute mark, and then he then returns um, first in the second quarter. You know, that's kind of one of the first, the first things that I've noticed. It hasn't worked great yet. It's not like Towns has been able to beat up on second units. As, uh, I've been watching a lot of Thunder, like Mello has. I do the same thing with Mello, and Mello he just loves kills the second units in this year. He's going to eat this year. But um, So that's one of the main rotations I've seen this season. Um, you know, a couple of the guys, you know, the, the, the bench guys, kind of what we thought, you know, with Tyus, Jamal Crawford, Shabazz Muhammad. Um, Bielitsa's been very nice this Bielitsa season. Bielitsa and Gorgie. So, you know, that, a three-pointer in every game this season. Wow. I didn't know that's that. Yeah. Good one, only, good only one, good one. to do that. But yeah, what about the rotation have you noticed so far? What do you like? What do you don't like? What's What, what are you seeing? I think it makes sense with the Cat thing because last yeah. season a lot of times we saw when Cat... Cat would start at center and Gorgie would start at power forward. But once the game started, Gorgie was taking the center. Ha. There are some centers that eat up Cat still. And, there's lots. And with, there's going to be lots. With Taj Gibson on the floor, it's not like Taj can guard the nope. center. So Cat's being abused a little bit by the centers, making it make sense for him to come out early before he picks up too many fouls, get Gorgie in there for the good center defense. Mm. Then hopefully you can get Cat in there for a few bench minutes where he can just feast on the backup reserve. Um, so I've seen that. I've noticed that. Um, Crawford's getting a lot of minutes, ball handling sometimes. Uh, I mean, a lot of times Tyus is the bench pick, uh, point guard, but sometimes they'll take Tyus out and let Jamal Crawford be the playmaker. Yeah, It's been very interesting to watch. <laughs> um, I'd like to see a little bit more Nemanja with the starting unions, um, but that'll come with time. He's been playing so well, I have, 
I have to imagine he's going to, you know, play himself into more he's minutes. Gonna, he's earned some more minutes, I think. I think people want to see him. He's been hitting shots. He's been passing the ball well, getting some assists, playing good defense, really all around. Really good. You know, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been still, bad. Still drawing fouls pretty, like a sponge. But committing fouls, yeah. At least he's doing some other positive things when he's on the floor. So committing it's not fouls, terrible. committing turnovers a little bit, but, you know, he's... Yeah, he's been he's been a bright spot on the bench. I've noticed more. He's been more flexible with tro- rotations than he was. Yeah, a year ago when it was mostly just line changes. <laughs> last year he didn't play the starters with the bench a whole lot. He didn't play the bench players with the starters a whole lot. And yeah. so this year to see him mix and match bench players with the starting lineup frequently is fun. He's trying more things. He has more options for a small lineup. Yeah, I think he's yeah. I think he's, what you said is right. It's mix and match right now. He's still trying to figure it out, which I like to see some different kind of lineups. See Crawford closing out some games. Um, with the starters, I'd like to see one thing. I'd like to see is I would kind of like to experiment with with uh, Jeff Teague being the first one out of the game, and then having Teague play with the second unit rather than Tyus. Tyus has disappointed this year, to be sure, but obviously he, you know, well, you know, he's he's still got a lot. He's still, you know, he'll be all right. I still have faith in Tyus as a backup point guard, but I'd like to see Tyus with the starters. As the first sub, and then Jeff Teague to be that guy, maybe to play with the second unit. It's just, I think maybe Britt Robson was talking about that, but that's something I've been thinking about recently. Is if it wasn't Cat as the first guy out, and then that person plays with the, with the bench, who would that be? And for me, I, I would like to see, I would, I would like to see him try Teague in that in that situation. I think it'd be, I think it'd be interesting to see how Teague can roll with the second unit, and get them going a little bit. Yeah, especially until Teague gets a little more consistent. He's finding more consistency as yep. the games go on, and he's getting used to the team, obviously. But there has been a lot of games where he's kind of played himself off the floor early on some nights where it's like well Teague doesn't have it tonight in which case I'd have happy to see the rope come a little bit quicker for him you know yeah totally um cool anything else on lineups uh no more Shabazz please uh less Shabazz yeah I wonder if they'll whittle it down I wonder wonder if he'll if Tibbs will eventually whittle down from 10 because right now he's playing 10 it's like five and five he's the worst version of himself right now because he is now so desperate. He's getting so few minutes, and he knows he's playing for his contract that he's more thirsty than ever. It's just he is a real problem because now he's never passing it. He's always taking his shots. You know, it's it's a real problem. Hey, Shabazz Muhammad continues to stay thirsty. He's thirsty. He is that. So, other than that, you know. Let's, I'm, I'm happy to watch. It'll be interesting to watch the rotation develop because the last few seasons, it's just been we're running out these guys the same way ever, all over because it's just for That's development right. purposes. So now it'll be fun to see Tibbs actually tinker with that lineup. All right, let's go on to our last topic deal. Boom shakalaka! All right, last one here. Butler's offensive role is the last thing we want to talk about. Um, has he offended here you? Here in the full court press. You know, he's very offensive uh, offensively. No, he just hasn't found his way yet, you know? I mean, I, I think this is not something to um, get too bent out of shape about, but it is noticeable at this point already, even though he still finds his way to get buckets anyway. Um, he had 24 somehow the other night in New Orleans, like sort of without making a peep except for at the end, scoring those final six points. But I, I just think it's interesting that he is he's still working his way through this. I mean, as a lot of guys are, but I don't think we've seen – you know, how the Wolves will use him quite yet. I think they're trying some things. I think they're probably least worried about him, so maybe they're trying to work in some of the younger guys first, some of the other pieces. I'm sure Thibodeau knows what to do here. I'm sure he he, he can see maybe how it will eventually work out, but it is interesting. It is notable 
that, you know, Butler, as of yet, just really hasn't found his lane. He hasn't been able to get to the line like he normally does. Obviously, the exception being the second Oklahoma City game where he shot 13 free throws. But that's really what you want to see his game. Super efficient. And obviously, you know, as efficient and a superstar of a ball player he is, he doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time. He can get points in other ways. But that's just something I'd, I'd like to – that's sort of notable and something that's interesting to start the season at least. I think all, everybody's underperforming on offense sure. right now. Yeah, that's true. Any points that Wiggins gets seems to be ISO Wiggins still. It's never yeah. in the flow of offense. Cat has his moments. You know, he's had a lot of good scoring games. But at the same time, it's still not as easy as it has been for the past two years for him just because he doesn't have that pick and roll. And, and Jeff Teague's not as good at putting the ball in the guy's hands yet as Ricky Rubio yep, was. still figuring it out. But he'll get better. And so I think the offense will start to click more and more. I'm sure Tibbs is more focused on defense right now in practices. Um, respect that's to Butler, true. though, for not making a stand not being like I need to average 20 points I have my all-star game streak (laughs) on the line right now I need my touches it doesn't seem like he's doing that which is a great leadership move he's showing the young guys don't be worried about your points and your touches because look at me I'm the best player on this team and I'm not demanding that so um, I think you know Butler's had some tough games everyone's had some tough games I expect this offense to be a lot better than we've seen because it just seems like everyone's struggling or trying harder on offense than they have in previous years and despite that they're eighth in the league in offense right now as far as offense efficiency so I mean offense wasn't the problem last year it's not going to be this year so even stuff like Butler kind of not looking like himself it doesn't really matter as much as being able to stop guys being able to rebound um, get back in transition those are the things that really are mattering right now but you know it's at least notable that Jimmy Butler you know we expected him to you know be a true superstar and he really has been that I mean as far as putting the team on his back at the end of games defending he, he just really does everything so you don't need him to be absolutely your leading scorer every single night you know yeah it's just different we we're used to last year where yeah. there was two to three main scorers <laughs> it was Levine Wiggins and Cat and both uh, two of those three would score 20 and another every guy night. would have like 18 yep, every night every night and now we have more of the you know scoring load even going to Jeff Teague now so that's yeah. less points for the he might big lead three. he might lead and points. so we haven't seen a, a lot of games where it's like we haven't seen a 20 point game by Wiggins Towns and Butler all in the same game yet but I think we will get to that point all right great Once well we that does it, uh, it out that does it for our full court press that's what we're calling our like headlines section the first part the A block. We didn't want to will. just recap all the games. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're kind of over just straight talking about the games. We'll talk about the themes from those from that week and stuff, and reference the game. So hopefully that's you cool with you. If, if you don't like it, you've been reading the game on recaps. On yeah, Canis you know. Hoopus. Yeah, plenty of people do that. So we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about it's overall. Be just Canis, no more Hoopus. Everyone just calls it Canis. <laughs> so there's gonna be Canis. Canis. No one else is Canis. So it's just gonna be that. Um, all right, time to um, pay some bills. Time to make some cash because. You know, this is a free show. It's coming to you free. You don't have to pay for this show at all. So, you know, we just, you know, we read some ads on on one ad per week. Podcasting is free to listen to, but it's not free to host. We got to pay some bills around here. Pay those websites to host the pod. Yeah, and tonight, uh, uh, today, whenever you're listening to this, we have um, a public service announcement um, from the Minnesota Timberwolves, from their coaching staff. A little something for the players to think about uh, when they're playing defense. Scott, take it away. Sometimes it's hard to be a defender. Trying to stay in front of just one single man. You'll have bad times. And he'll... You'll have good times if you forget about 
your team's master plan. But if you trust Hibbs, you'll obey him. Even if his defense is hard to understand. And if you over help and leave him, oh boy, he'll be wide open. It's easy buckets for your now wide open man. Stand by your man. Trust all your teammates to help you. And be where they're supposed to When someone nearby seems open Stand by your man Or else he'll make all easy layups Or throw a monster dunk down in the can So Kat, please stand by your man. Thank you, Scott, for that uh, public service announcement. Uh, very lovely. I just hope that it helps change people's behavior for the better. <laughs> Absolutely. And now, a brand new segment. It's called Cold Takes. What's cooler than being cool? Alright, I don't know where you're listening to this show from, but right now, we're in Minnesota. It's getting chilly up in here. We, in Minnesota, it is uh, November, calendar's turned over, there's snow falling from the sky. Winter until April, everybody. Yeah, so that's what we're dealing with right now. We know how you media elites on the coasts like to do. Got to draw attention to your your blowhard self, so you're coming up with all these exaggerated, outlandish things to say. Like LeBron's not even a top 100 player, Skip Bayless, or oh, whatever. Come on, come you know, on. the hot take industry these days is its own it's its own self driving force on the internet because you just got to be louder and say some dumb stuff to get you yourself noticed. That's right. But we're not about that life here in Minnesota. No, we're Minnesota. We're Minnesota nice. We are generally optimists. We are, you know, we're just keep, we're just chilling. We're gonna Quite literally. Straight. We're going to give it to you cold. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. So we're going to try this new segment. It's called Cold Takes. We're going to give you some freezing cold, blisteringly cold. All right, Neil. You takes. have a minute on the clock. What's your first cold take? All right, my first cold take. Jimmy Butler is a leader. Whoa. That's right, Jimmy Butler. Wow, I mean, this guy is just—he's an alpha. All right, he's at the top of the food chain for this team, doing everything he can to help him out. He sets an example for the rest of the team. You know, he's been there before. He's been to the playoffs. He's just a vet—a vet presence on court, off the court. Jimmy Butler can get it done. That's just what he does. Okay, I mean, he's closed out many games already. We're only eight games into the season. And this guy scoring points at the end of the game just the other night in New Orleans, 
Scored the final six points to lead the team to a win. Very amazing right there. Also, you know, hitting buckets against Oklahoma City. Just scoring with the best of them. And that is a player that the rest of these guys can look up to. You know, they're not in the league for very long. They're just still learning the ropes. But they're going to learn from Jimmy Butler. So that's the first cold take of the evening. Jimmy how, Butler how, is a leader. How reasonable and uncontroversial of you, Neil. You know, I'm just doing my best out here with keeping it keeping it cold. Laying down some truisms. All right, Scott, it's your turn to uh, to keep, keep it chilly around here. Give us a take that is, uh, you know, a little, little makes you shiver a, a little, little bit. frosty. Yeah. Here's my take. This team will get better the more they play together. Yes, I know. We've already thinks that what we see is what we get. When you saw that team losing to Indiana, you said, same old Timberwolves. This is just what we get. Maybe our team is cursed. Maybe we're just a cursed team. Maybe there really is something happening here. Look at Jeff Teague. He's not hitting the pick and roll guys like Ricky used to. Look how bad this offense is struggling. The defense is Thibodeau just not a good defensive coach. They don't have it together. Well, you know what? They played three preseason games. We are basically just exiting our preseason right now. Every game, you see them getting better and better. It's like they're learning how to play together. This is almost a completely new team that we have turned over this year. Lost our most, our chief playmaker in Ricky Rubio. So it's going to take some time. Every game, you're going to watch these guys gel together, get better at what they do. And I just think that the team you see today will be better next week and the week after. And at the final month of the season, they'll be the best they've been all season long. I love it. I love it right there. That's right. They're going to, you know, the more and more they play, they're going to get better. Very reasonable. I like that. Very uh, I'm not very afraid honest. to say it. I'm not afraid to put it out there. I guess not. That is, uh, I'm going to see some of those quotes on Twitter tomorrow, I think. Wow. That's right. Bold headlines. All the blog okay. aggregates are going to pick me up. Yeah, good luck. I hope, it, I hope it works. I'll stand by it. All right, Neil, let's hear your final cold take. All right. My final cold take right now is that winning is better than losing. Oh, my God. You're going on the record with this? Yeah, I'm keeping it real right here. You know, I feel like I know everybody on this podcast. I feel like all our listeners are our friends, family, and I just want to say it. Winning is better than losing. It's it's right here for you all to dissect and everything. Winning, you know, so far the team's five and three. We have more wins than we have losses. Whoa. Um, This is a new feeling for Timberwolves fans. That math Um, adds up. Yeah, it really does. And, um, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, over the last years we've had lots of losing. And so it really makes you wonder, you know, is losing maybe in some ways better? No, it's not. I'm here to tell you it's not better. Winning is always better to come out on top, to get the W, to prove via points that you are better than your, your you know, the other team. You're better than your competition. That's what it's all about. So, yeah, mark it down. Winning better than losing. Cold take. Bold. Boom. Bold as it is cold. Did Neil. it. Bold and cold. Tell the Houston Astros that. Three years of losing. <laughs> Actually, but that, then it turned into winning. Oh, my God. You're right. Wow. Base, second baseball reference on the show. <sighs> I'm going to slowly let them out of me <laughs> <laughs> as we get farther into the offseason. Love it. All right. We got one more chilly, chilly take right here coming from Scott. Scott, are you prepared for this take? I think I am. Are, is the world prepared for this take? Listeners, are you ready? Nod your head yes or no. Okay, most of them said yes. Most of them said they're ready for how cold this is about, about to be. Scott, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, my last bold, cold take is that Jeff Teague is a different player than Ricky Rubio. Oh. You know, there's some things that Jeff Teague does well, and there's some things that Ricky does well. And they both are above average guards in the NBA. <laughs> but the things that they do well are different from one another. Ricky... Good at defense, great at passing, good at putting the ball in the other players' hands right where they like to score. Also good at smiles, very handsome. Jeff Teague, also handsome. 
lot, very fast. He's very good at a floater. What a floater he has. Ricky never had a floater. Great three-point shooting, confident when he shoots it up. He can make several in a game, no problem. And he can do it just off the dribble, too. Something that Ricky, we haven't seen him do as he's gotten better. So it's like they both have strengths and they both have weaknesses, but they're different from one another. These are two different players, two different styles. But they both belong in the NBA. Uh, for a while, I thought they were the same guy. I expected, you know, a lot of people expected Teague to come in here and just be Rubio. Yeah. But actually, Jeff Teague is huh. Jeff Teague, and Ricky Imagine Rubio that. is Ricky Rubio. Imagine that right there. All right, those are our chilly, chilly takes for this episode. Let us know what your chilly you takes see them are. On first how cold? Take, you know they're taking them for how, us. How cold can you go That's there right. at home? You know, let us know. Twitter at WolvesCast on Twitter. Give us a follow. Tell us the cold take that you have. Just I know they eat you inside. That's the thing about the takes. You know, you, you just you really want to blurt them out. And you know, for us, if you just tweet tweet at us, you know, you can let us know your cold takes, and we'll put them on the show possibly. If you, Hope you, you enjoyed them. that segment, and remember that takes are best served cold. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm really, really worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm freaking out here. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I mean, why, why would I be worried? Worried, not worried. It's that part of the season. I believe uh, this segment was created at the beginning of last season. Uh, you know, that's it's the time for worrying. Tis the season for worrying, <laughs> especially early on. We're you know? neurotic fans. We, yeah. we created it last year when we had no expectations, <laughs> and this right. year we we have expectations. I said this on the preview podcast. Get ready to feel every loss more personally yeah. than you did last year. Yeah, I was hurt. Last week by those Indiana Detroit stinker of a twenty, like it was like a thirty-six hour pyramid. How dare they play that way? I was like, oh man, I was in despair. I was like, oh my gosh, these are the same old Timberwolves are doing it to me again. It hurt more (laughs) than any loss in the last two seasons. It's because the expectations are here. So now we're even more neurotic than ever. Good thing we're a week removed from that, and seems like forever ago. Teams won three straight. It's all good now. They made made well. I need you to help me. All right, figure out. are my worries justified, right. or am I just staying up at night because uh-huh. I have an insomnia problem? All right, let's run through. Or is it both? Let's run through a couple. Let's let's get a couple in here. What are we worried or not worried about? Okay, first up, Neil. Gorgie Jane, a steady force for the past several years for the Timberwolves, has seemed marginalized early this season. And actually, until last night <laughs> against the Pelicans, yet to have a good game, yet to have a double-double. Neil, are you worried about Gorgie Jane? Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I would say I'm going to mark me mark me down in the worried um, the worried column for this one. Gorgie, you know, I'm not worried about him being a good player. He is that. He will always be that. But I'm worried about his role on this team and where he fits in and if he can figure it all out, if the team can kind of have a place for him. I don't know. I'm starting to think that Gorgie might be someone the Wolves might look to trade here in a, in, in a couple months. We'll see how it goes. How are you going to trade a guy who's not scoring <laughs> 10 points a game? I know, I know. 15 I, minutes off the bench. I, 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 he, it's it's weird with him because he probably isn't a starter on most good teams, on maybe 20 you know teams in the league. He's not a starter. But you know, then if he's your backup... You know, how many minutes do you play him? He probably needs to be playing like 25 minutes to really be worth it, especially with his contract. So he's in a weird place. Hopefully the team can figure out a spot for him. He played really well in New Orleans the other night when when Towns was you know having foul trouble and not playing very well. So 
you know, in certain situations, he definitely does have a role, but I'm worried about how it fits here with the Wolves. They they really need more um, depth at the wing rather than the depth they have at the big spot, um, especially when Patton comes back, like, later in the season. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about, about Gorgie's role here on the team. What about you? Worried? Not worried? I'm not worried. Okay. The only thing I'm worried about is it seems like he might Call need minutes to get his game mm, going. Lots of reps. And, and so he's not maybe good for five minutes at a time off the bench. He can't just snap into it. He needs the reps to get going. Or maybe he's just adjusting to coming off the bench for the first time in his career, really. So it could be either one. I mean, he came off the bench in the last love season, his rookie season. But uh, I think I'm not worried because I think Thibodeau's still feeling out the rotations. We need Taj out there with Cat right now because Taj is trying to get Cat to be clued in about when to switch, where to go on defense. Taj is out there to teach Cat right now. If Cat starts picking it up, then we can have less Taj. Maybe we can have, we'll know which lineups are good to have Gorgie and Cat in against maybe something like Boogie and Brow and which lineups we need need to have Cat and Taj and which lineups we want Bielitsa and Taj, you know? And I also think that we've seen Gorgie be a guy who once he has chemistry with someone, like Zach Levine last season, him and Zach really got a good chemistry going. And I can see him already starting to develop that a little bit with Jamal Crawford. Wow, that'd be great. I would love to see that happen. So I think it's just going to take him a little bit of time to get his chemistry going with the new bench pieces. And I also think that once Towns is better on defense and we don't need Taj out there to clean up his mistakes and on the help rotation stuff, then I think that you play them together. Will be, yeah, we'll play the two together more yeah. liberally than he has now. So I'm not worried yet. That'd be nice. All right, next one here. Worried, not worried. Scott, are you worried about Andrew Wiggins' free throw shooting this year? For reference, I just pulled it up. He is currently 29 of 52 from the line. That is good for 55, 56, we'll call it 56% um, from free throw. 29 of 52. Are you worried about Andrew Wiggins' free throw stroke? Neil, let me tell you, I was worried. Oh, no more, though? Not anymore? You were, but now you're not? Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right, he finally listened. So I was thinking, you know what? Wiggs had problems on his free throws last year. I remember I, him I going literally through... think that's why we made this whole co- this he, whole topic. I mean, this whole segment yeah, is for had, Wiggins' free throws. He had bad free throws last year, and then he brought it into yep, this year. Yep, and it's yep. like, is he getting worse? Is this some kind of weird mental thing? And then I checked basketball reference before I came over here for the pod, did my research, Ooh, did my homework. Imagine that. Statistics are fun. And what I found out is that all three previous years, Wiggins has finished the season shooting the exact same percentage, 76%. Okay. All three years, 76%. And so I was like, oh, maybe it's just in my head that he's missing. Uh, you know, he was you re- bad last you year, remember, too. To he has, start. To he's start. had some games where he's been really bad in the game. But yet, after the course of 82 games, he's always at 76%. So, Which means he has to shoot like 80 from here on out to like to get it down. Well, to the, it's still I mean? pretty early. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going to shoot a lot of free throws. Yeah. So he'll have more than enough True. chances to bring it back up. And... You know, so I, I was panicking about it, thinking this was a continuation of a trend. And I realized that was all in my mind. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm not worried about this for the same reason. This is exactly what happened last year. Now, I can't remember the stretch of how many games it was that he was bad. This might be a little bit longer, eight games now, 50%. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to even out. It's going to come out in the wash, as they say. And it's going to be, again, at the end of the season, we'll be looking at a 75% free throw shooter, average, wish he was better. But the Wolves also have many, many players. They almost have no minuses on as far as free throws go. Right, even their bigs can shoot them. So even if Wiggins is somehow dips down to sixty-five, seventy this year instead of seventy-seven or whatever, it's not the end of the world. I mean, he's basically the one guy on their team that is troublesome on that, on that, you know, with that stat. So Gorgie can shoot them, Cat can shoot them. All their bigs, who are usually the problem spots for free throws, are fine with them. So even if worst case scenario, Andrew shoots seventy for the season, 
that's still pretty good. It's fine. <laughs> Not worried. But this is a good time, Neil, for a new segment I'm just creating in my head. Okay. Called Get to Know Your Timberwolves Memes. <laughs> yeah. It was like manna from heaven. That's a good one. If you're new... Like we said, welcome to the new listeners. Welcome to the people who are just becoming Timberwolves fans now. I'm not a hater about people on the bandwagon because no one's been on this bandwagon for so long. Showing the bandwagon. Come please. on in. But there's a lot of like old school references that we like to throw around. I see it on Twitter a lot. Yeah. Everyone says Andrew just Derek to pair of free throws. <laughs> Derek. Look at him just Derek okay, another so pair of free throws. This is where you tell us what Derek is. That's because n- number two draft pick, the second highest pick in Timberwolves history, yep, yep, Derek yep. Williams. <laughs> he will. He used to have a nickname. It was one for two, because every time he went to the free throw line, he went one for two. Every single time. Every single time. And so, uh, whereas Derek Williams never got better at his free throws, uh, when people see (laughs) Wiggins struggling and going one for two, people start saying he's Derricking those free throws. That's right. So now you can also throw around some Timberwolves meme terminology online and see like you've been around this team for a long time. That's right. So that is a segment within a segment. Know the meme. Inception. Know the meme. All right, Neil. Final final thing. Are you worried or not worried Mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. Two of our favorite Timberwolves writers, Britt Robson, where we recommend him every podcast. We oh, love yes. that too. Oh, yes. And also AP John Krasinski, no longer AP John Krasinski, no but longer. also a guy we've loved and talked about on the show for years. They are now no longer publishing their stuff for free. They want to get paid for their tremendous work. Imagine that. Are you worried about not being having access to their terrific content, Neil? Oh man, I I mean I mean they're worth it is the thing. I'm I mean I'm not worried about it. I like the I like the um the model over there at the Athletic. Uh, I think it's worth it. I think we've gone too long without you know I think it's kind of gone too far as far as you know journalism and sports writing you know all be given away for free. Everybody gets marginalized. ESPN, uh, Fox News, all these places cutting down on their like staff as far as writing goes. They want video. They want all this other stuff. Well, that's because everything was free for so long, right? So all these people are valuable. They deserve this money, especially Britt Robson, who is just, you know, just absolutely the best Wolves best writer. Been going going strong for 10 years or so, writing for Min Post. Um, and now he's over at The Athletic. Um, it's like three and a half bucks a month, uh, $40 for the year. Yes, it's more than you're paying for any other sports writing anywhere, probably, unless you're a Star, Star Tribune subscriber or whatever. But, you know, uh, if it was if it was other people who I didn't value, then maybe I'd be worried about this. And if I thought this was a bad thing for the industry, maybe I'd be worried about this. But I don't know. I think they deserve it. And uh, I'm not worried because they, they're, they're worth every penny of that writing. I, I'm into it. Plus, yeah. Get that coin. Every Plus, penny. you get all... It's not just the Minnesota side stuff. You get all these great writers from the other NBA markets. Tim Kamakami in, in, uh, you know, in Oakland for Golden State. All these other great writers uh, for many sports. So when you look at the whole package, I think it's really worth it. And I'm really into what the athletic's doing. What about you? Worried or not worried about Britton John? I'm very getting worried. Getting that money. Getting that money. I have so many problems. <laughs> so many existential problems about this because... One, think I'll beyond say, yourself here. No, I can't think behind myself. <laughs> I'm unemployed right now. I don't have cable. I'm canceling all my services right sure, now. Sure, sure. I'm trying you. not to pay for anything. It's been weeks since I've even gotten an interview anywhere, people. I mean, I'm very worried about future Hire employment. Man. I'm going to start working handing Christmas tree lights next week. Outdoors, <laughs> eight days or seven days a week, eight hours a day. We should start charging for the pod. We should start charging for that pod. Get behind that paywall. 
But uh, so I and then like it's like, oh, well, so bad. So it sucks. Take Neil's password like you do for everything and just log in <laughs> on his account. But I don't want to steal from these guys. I respect them. I, I think they deserve this money. So I feel like if I steal and log into someone else's account, then I'm a crummy guy. Mm. It's just scum stealing from these guys. But I also know I can't afford an account until I get a job. Uh. And I'm going to miss so much great writing between now and then. So yeah. I am just angsty for myself. The only thing that's keeping me off the ledge is that the Brit Bauer podcast is still oh, free. Yes. So I can still get my my fix of Brit Robs in there. But man, I can tell you, if I get a job in a month, I'm going to be reading every article from the backlogs. I hope I can get a job before the new year so I don't have too much of that backlog <laughs> to do. Hire Scott, everybody. That's Give right. me a call. Hire me. I could do whatever. Hire him. Holla. Hang, All right. Hang Christmas tree lights. That'll do it for worried, not worried. We're worried about some things. We're not worried about some things, as it turns out. And uh, yeah, about my finances, everybody. (laughs) The show is just rolling along. It's time for weekly wolfies. Now presenting your weekly wolfie. You know who deserves a wolfie? It's Ooh. your dog. Oh, She's being been, a good girl. Being a good girl tonight. She used to be restless with a fetch. We'd have to sh- shut her out the door. That's right. People, as soon as you can hear her scratching at the door trying to get back in. She's right she here in the room. She tried to get us to play fetch mid-pod, and I said no. And she now she's just laying on the floor. She's just happy to be in the room. Chewing Older, her bone right more now. mature dog. Yeah, she's three and a half now. Mini wolfie to your little wolf. <laughs> she is a mini wolf. All right, weekly wolfies. This is the segment where... We um, give you know, a highly prestigious. That's award. right. We give out an award for something that uh, we think you should know about, whether that be a bad thing or a good thing, or um, something it's like ridiculous. the City Pages Award, where you can put it in your window of your storefront if you want, or on your website banner. You know, yes. How many times you've won best pizza slice in Minneapolis, or what, what have you? Yeah, we want to. We want to let you know what we're paying attention to and what we think is great or terrible out there. So it could go either way. Um, but yeah, we have we got some awards to give out today, and uh, first one of the season, Weekly Wolfie. I'm gonna start it off with the Utah Jazz. That's right. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. I mean, even Ricky Rubio aside, this is my favorite league pass team right now. I mean, obviously Rubio's been great. He had 30 the other night, only one assist. Uh, he had 19 in the fourth quarter. It was incredible to watch. He's hitting threes. He's got the beard. He's got the tattoos. He's got just the swagger. Long hair. He's just new man. But just this team in general. Alexia, change, change his face. Be happy. Enjoy. We gotta use our Rubio drafts because it's not like we're talking about them every week now. Oh, so, just what you so. wait. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Around Christmas, we, we our Christmas be. guide. I, I'm gonna be asking <laughs> listeners whether they think I should get a new jersey with a Rubio name on the back. <laughs> So uh, I highly recommend check out the Jazz. They're incredible to watch. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is a lot of fun. He's something else right now. What a fun rookie. He looks like a professional basketball player. He does not look like a young 19-year-old dude. He's a gamer. Oh, man. You got Gobert. You got, uh, I mean, the team is just so deep is the thing. They don't have like an all-star, but they their bench is, their bench is awesome. Um, you know, the, you know, Cephalosha, Joe Ingles, uh, Favors, the, Rodney Hood. They just have so many fun players on this team. So just check out the check out the Utah Jazz. They're currently five and three as well. They, they might finish with a higher record than the Wolves. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, people are, if you didn't think this team was going to make play, not make the playoffs, I think you're wrong because... I think these guys are in. They're a really, really good team. Utah Jazz, check them out. That's the weekly Wolfie for me this yeah, week. I mean, Memphis looking really solid to start. Yeah, they're surprising I too. Mean, thankfully, Denver's look terrible, or else yeah. we would really have some issues in the West. Yeah, it's early on. I'm not too worried about that. But uh, yeah, Jazz, go check them out. They're super fun to watch. Scott, I have what? been making sure I watch all their replays yeah. on League Pass. Yes, yes. I love seeing Ricky. It. Get it. 
Um, Scott, who uh, who or what gets your weekly Wolfie this week? Maple Jordan. <laughs> Shouts to Drew Wiggs, man. Shouts to Drew Wiggs, man. He probably listened. Right, he finally listened. I want to give a shout out to Closing Time Wiggins. We got to massage that nickname. Some of semi sonic, maybe, but like yeah. it, when it comes time, in crunch time, we've seen Jimmy step up. We've also seen Wiggins take it to another level to a point where I think he's playing the Chris Paul rope a dope. I talked about you this with you after Miami, where it seems like you know Chris Paul used to like set up people for the first three quarters, not do too much offense, and then the fourth quarter he would just attack like crazy, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I've been saving this." Turned it on. It's kind of like my last baseball reference of the day. <laughs> Sometimes pitchers only show a few pitches the first t- few times through the lineup. And then they break the out end. the serious stuff for this isn't the last one. Other times through the lineup for this pod. <laughs> okay. And so like Wiggins seems to be saving so, uh, like an extra level. He goes Super Saiyan. I know he's a DBZ fan. I watch him on Snapchat. One he, more level. He goes he goes one level up in crunch time where all of a sudden he's bunny hopping through the lane on his Euro step. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, why hasn't Wiggins been just slicing through this defense like butter in the first three quarters? And I think it's because whether he's doing it intentionally or whether he just gets amped up when the game's on the line, Wiggins is here for closing time. So much fun to watch him just get in the lane start dunking on people going ballistic I, I love that killer instinct that Wiggins had I thought it might be tempered this season now that we have Jimmy and Towns and he's going to share no no when it comes closing time Save Wiggins has got the keys that's right he's got <laughs> he's got the keys he's saving those moves for the end that's right alright those are our Wolfies those are the awards check that stuff out for sure um, we always close out our shows by playing a game let's do that right now let's play a little game right now uh. or two or two, game or two. I had a new game tonight, but I wasn't confident in it. So we're going to try the new game called What's the Score? Or Scoring uh, Scoreboard. I don't know. I haven't come up with a clever name. Before, <laughs> What's the score? What's the score? How do we play What's the Score? I'm going to tell you a score, Neil, from a Timberwolves game this season so far. You're going to see if you can guess the game. Oh, all right. Just from this season. Yeah, see, this why it might not work later in the season because there's too many games. But there's been a finite amount of games so far. So I'm going to see if you can figure out these five scores. Okay. First up, 107 to 99. What game was that from? 107-99 was the first game of the season against the Spurs, I think. All right. The yeah. only game this season the Wolves haven't scored 100 points. Oh, good one. Next up, Neil, 130 to 106. 130 106. That would be, oh boy, I think that would be uh, the Detroit game? Detroit, maybe? Ah. Pacers, largest uh, margin of defeat this season. All right, Neil, next up, 197. 197. Um, 197 was the score of the second Oklahoma City game? Second Oklahoma City? Oh. It was the Utah Jazz game. It's one of two times this season we've held our opponents under 100 points. Ah. Only happened twice this season. Both of the OKC games were both in the teens. Ah. One teens. All right, Neil, two more. 125 to 122. 125, 122. Uh, this was 125, 122 was the overtime game against Oklahoma City. Had to be. Yes. Halfway right. Overtime game against uh, Oh, sorry. Miami. Miami. Yes, Miami. Uh, OT. Most points we've scored in a game this season, 125. And then finally, Neil, 104 to 98. 104, 98 was the most recent game against New Orleans. Six points. Largest margin of victory on the season. Six points. Wow. You got that. Wow, wow, The second time we kept them under 100 points. So we're nice. improving. What's the score right there? I like that. That worked out nicely. All right. We're going to do just three quick limericks. Limerick challenge. So you can get your, your itch scratched. First up, Neil. You have to finish the limerick. I'll read a limerick. You finish the limerick. All right. Okay? We know his offensive game is not boring. His thunderous dunks shake the flooring. 
He does pretty good when he hits the hardwood. Carl Anthony Towns leads our team in. Scoring. Oh. That's right. Only guy averaging 20 points on the season so far. Nice. All right, next up. If there's time on the clock, he's still in it. And his stamina seems to have no limit. You heard what he said. He'll sleep when he's dead. On our team, Jimmy plays the most. Read it again. We know his offensive game is not... Oh, wait, that was the last one. If there's time on the clock, he's still in it. And his stamina seems not to have limits. You heard what he said. He'll sleep when he's dead. On our team, Jimmy plays the most. Minutes. 37 a game. Wiggins is down to 35. Cat's like at 34, 33. Shocking. Positively a vacation. Still early. Yeah, I mean, Cat's sat out a lot because of the fouls and Pelicans game. As with everything else, still early. All right, Neil, final one. And also the most iffy of them all. He went to school <laughs> right by us. His RPM is in the minus. But when he plays point, his name I anoint. Blessed be the binds that... Tyus! That's such a good one. <laughs> That's our game for this week, everybody. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Double game, double game. Limericks. And what's the score right there? Yeah, you can expect a little game action from us from time to time. Actually, every show. We'll get better as the season goes on. <laughs> that has to improve. You know, that's what we say after every podcast. We have to improve. <laughs> so this is our mantra. That has to improve. We have to improve. We have to improve. That's right. Tibbs. Tibbs keeps it real, you know. I think you have to have great dislike for losing. I think so too. I mean, I do. That's that's why we're here. You know it. <laughs> we ain't trying to lose. All right, that's it. Uh, that's it for Wolf's Cast. Uh, you know. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. Word mm. of mouth is obviously the best way for stuff to get around. So yeah. thank you for telling your friends about it, linking them, tweeting out links to our pod. Yep. All that good stuff, you know, recording it onto a CDR and then giving it to the people who still use CDRs to find stuff. That's right. Burn anyway, anyway that Burn you can uh, tell some people who like the Wolves, lots of new Wolves fans in the world right now. We're going to switch it up, Neil. Yeah. So I, this is, I'm still minorly employed. Yep. One night a good week day. I host Trivia. Okay. Trivia Mafia at Darby's Pub and they Grill. It's you. in Minneapolis. It's right next to the renovated Target Center. Ooh. So you can Ooh. even come before Wolves games. A lot of people do. Is there any way that people can tip you maybe to give you some extra cash in your pocket? They just walk by and put it in your pocket. Maybe that'll work. Mm, you know? They'd have to be subtle. Actually. <laughs> Real subtle about it. I don't know. We could probably talk about that. I feel <laughs> uncomfortable with that at first, but okay. I bet you could wear me down pretty quickly on But that. people should come to Trivia. Every Tuesday night, yeah. 6 p.m., come to Trivia. Every Tuesday night now. No twins. season. A lot of fun. We have a couple teams who listen to the podcast. Shout Holla. out to those teams. Yo. But if you listen to the podcast, I give you a bonus point. Oh. All summer long since we get, stopped doing how, the podcast. How do you get that bonus point? It had been draw a wolf up to your next year team name. Okay. But now I'm going to switch it up just so the people who listen to one pod. New season. Have to, they have to tune in again. That's right. And tune in all the way till the end so they get this. Now you're going to have to draw a, a pine tree. Oh. Draw a little tree. Right. It used to be around the outside of the Timberwolves court. It used to be on the jerseys. Just a little tree. You don't have to be good artistically, let me tell you. Just draw a tree up next to your name, and I'll give you a bonus point. That's big. A lot of games are decided by one point. It's like, the, Timber- point. It's like the Timberwolves season. It's clutch time at trivia. <laughs> so come by Darby's. Great drink specials. I'm fun to hang out with. Yep. If everyone keeps going, I won't lose that job at least. So please, come on out. And we also, if you're going before a Timberwolves game, we give out a prize a half an hour in. So you can just come. Stick around for the first prize and still get to the Timberwolves game on time. Nice. Love it. All right, cool. Um, Scott, thanks for doing the show. Thanks for coming over. Everybody, thank you for listening, tuning in. Uh, we'll have a show every week, every Friday, um, right here on Candace Hoopus or wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate it. Wolves are 5-3. We'll be back uh, next week 
with a whole nother show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Wiggins attacking Richardson. Oh! Andrew Wiggins flying through the air again. Man, they better check to see if anybody's dead down there on the baseline because that was... That was death-defying right there. Wow. That was something wow. that you don't see very often from a human being. Wiggins, that was something else. That was inhumane. Women and children are crying on that end of the floor. It was so devastating.